Hi guys and thanks for joining me on another episode of Design and a Half. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about constraints and when I'm saying constraints I'm not necessarily only referring to design constraints but I'm just going to refer to constraints as a whole because constraints don't necessarily only apply only to, to design they, they apply on a global scale to absolutely all projects so you have all, all, all of the projects that you are working with in general will have constraints e either uh, we're talking about business constraints either we're talking about technological constraints or whatever other type of constraint that there may be basically constraints sort of give you a, a box around what you are building so that uh, whatever it is that you are building fit it fits into several requirements that are coming in from different sources and the whole uh, the whole trick of, of design and and basically all jobs that are working within constraints are are to find that sweet spot between meeting the constraints as well as sort of giving your own opinion adding your own value to the to the problem problem solution proposition and, and generally trying to find a balance between uh, somehow managing to to capture all of those um, constraints and and tying them in into the final problem into the final solution and this is oftentimes easier said than done just because there are so many factors that come into play whenever you're talking about uh, a new project for example uh, if we're talking about design there's 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 things like budget there's things like timelines there's things like technology constraints for example some technologies might not give you the possibility of expressing yourself in a specific design way as opposed to other technologies could basic that that could probably give you that freedom of expressing yourself differently and and basically giving you a broader uh, range of motion and of, of um, design expression if you will and this is this was usually the case with um with the web like the web is probably the the clearest example of how sorts of sort of technology technological constraints shaped our landscape because back when it started like in in 2004 i i remember the the whole 2.0 craze era where everyone was was sort of going to 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 find a new um, way of displaying information and it was basically a non-stop uh, um, race against other designers who are trying to come up with all sorts of funky new ideas with buttons and, and how they looked but actually all of those all of those things were in, in, in actuality tied to, to um, some advancements with uh, CSS, with HTML and the fact that they were able to give you a, a broader range of expression in terms of design, which meant obviously that designers basically took advantage of this to, to its fullest extent and um, sort of that's how this web 2.0 um, concept became popular. And I do remember that was back uh, when I sort of 
started as a designer. I don't think it was 2004. Excuse me. I think it was 2008. Sorry. That there, there was a mismatch. Um, and, and around that time period, around 2008, 2010, that's when the 2.0 boom hit. That's when Smash Magazine just became this huge, huge hit with a lot of designers. That was when a lot of, 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 of sort of design information just became available to the general public. And it was back in that time when a lot of us, of, of my, my generation's designers uh, sort of established themselves and, and started learning. Um, there's actually quite a bunch of them out there who were self-learners and who used Smash Magazine and a lot of sort of information that was at hand at, them, at that time period to uh, learn how to code HTML, how to do uh, WordPress themes and so on and so forth. Uh, and sort of at that particular time, WordPress themes were pretty were pretty scant if, if you if you compare them with whatever it is that we have right now like in, in, in at that time period we had WordPress themes which were pretty basic if you will they didn't have that much information in in them and the display of information was re was rather um, scarce if you will um, it, 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 it sort of limited the way designers express themselves and yet at that particular time period flash was super super in vogue and and a lot of websites like too advanced if shout out to those guys who can still remember too advanced and loved um to go to too advanced to sort of get some inspiration as to uh, what's sort of trending in web design and flash and all of that stuff it, it was ages ago you would not believe the, the the stuff people did back then. It was sort of an age where portfolios were more or less embellished. They were they were quite illustrated, if you want to. Like a lot of people didn't didn't use this sort of style of illustration, uh, the, the style of portfolio that we have right now, which is largely focused on images and and sort of boxes and displaying stuff in in a in a viewport with with a with a white background back then people were like super super into interfaces that were really really intricate they were re really into interfaces that were super painterly and and had all these small subtleties that that really gave out the impression of of something well crafted and something someone used a lot of energy and invested a, a lot of energy into and that was sort of awesome because um, I, I feel like uh, it, it was sort of the beginning of, of, uh, of uh, web design and it was sort of a magical period for a lot of people because they were trying out new stuff and, and basically new stuff was invented daily and I think that right now we're, we're in a time period that if you think about it isn't so much focused on, on advancing the the craft of a designer and it's more about more about solving a problem and sort of uh, sort of addressing the people that are consuming but the thing is that consumers oddly enough have become less and less just because 
basically what happens is when you have a lot of people you also have a lot of noise that's being produced in the background and the challenges with with today's uh, with the today's designers is to basically sort of find new ways of addressing those people directly without all of the background noise and and sort of trying to push or 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 keep the whole background noise apart so you can focus just on the content that's that's really important you uh, for 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 you and um additionally to to what i said earlier another challenge is to actually manage to capture the attention of a person for more than five minutes and this is actually a huge challenge even for me when i'm talking about these uh, sort of podcast episodes because for for the most part a lot of people just have a really limited time span obviously the way i present content is not necessarily the most engaging one and i'm pretty sure um it's it's sort of my fault and i'm working to to make everything more engaging and and make it more interactive and think about what subjects are are probably more useful to you guys uh, by the way if you have suggestions with regards to what you would like to to uh, for me to talk about please leave comments and uh, let me know if I should basically mention a specific subject that you want to touch or, or do you want my opinion about it? Like I would really love this to be a conversation rather than a monologue But you 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 would really have to help me on this and tell me what you would like to hear rather than me sort of trying to f Figure out what it is that you uh, what that it is that you guys would like to hear uh, Sorry about the stuttering um but coming back to what I said earlier, the, the, the challenges are to actually being able to address to a person and, and sort of push aside all of the noise that's being generated by everyone else to be able to capture that person's attention for a limited amount of time. And I think going forward, this is sort of the, the whole uh, Bitcoin that's going to basically revolutionize whatever it is that's going to happen next. Because... Um, our lives are super busy if you think about it like we have very limited time to do a lot of stuff we have limited time with our family we have limited time with ourselves we have limited time for ourselves which means that we basically you uh, invest more time into working than we do relaxing and and all of the time that we actually do relax it's basically time that's spent sleeping not sort of relaxing in a productive way even though the concept of being productive while relaxing is sort of stupid because that shouldn't even freaking exist but whatever uh, i'll basically touch that separately in in another episode um anyways getting back on point so the problem i see going forward and and my prediction is that going forward attention is going to be as important for people as uh, as sort of bitcoin if you will and and the attention of a person to be able to capture it for more than uh, I don't know five or ten minutes, if you will, is is basically what's going to make some businesses succeed or fail. And I think this is actually uh, why the fact that we are so sort of captured and, and enslaved into this in, into this digital world. Um, it's it's full of rabbit holes and and there's a lot of places that basically your mind can go down and wander and you 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 won't even notice whenever like 10 or 20 minutes have passed just by you watching some some video on on youtube and so on which is why i think a lot of people sort of <clears throat> gave up on following their dreams gave up on 
doing something specific in their free time just because they got captured uh, in in this whole mire of, of consuming content and um, in, in a way what I'm trying to do is be different than the trends that I've seen online just because I don't want to encourage people to consume my content mindlessly but sort of intentionally and and, and decide what chunks they are are uh, sort of interested in rather than just talking about bullshit for hours and end and I, I think that would not provide them with so much value as just like trying to focus in on a specific subject and making uh, making a decision on what they should be viewing besides all of these videos and and are, are organized in in a in a way that's sort of logical and I think that also helps you uh, sort of find them find them easier and um, at the same time sort of theme around what you would like to hear and basically create a playlist but be getting back on track um, constraints if, I think and, and especially technological constraints are, are super important especially if when we're talking about design and then I, I think a lot of designers sort of miss this point and especially nowadays because I've seen a lot of designers and product people sort of get oriented towards design that looks really pretty that looks really dribbly and is really tasty and and has a lot of juicy uh, fucking shadows and all of that stuff like it's it's nice to have that stuff but at the same time I think people are way too absorbed of, of, of sort of making something that looks beautiful and and sort of shows everyone oh my god look at what what skill i have look at all the stuff that i can give you and, and show you and so on and to to some extent i do understand that stuff i do understand their optic and their and their mindset but i think it's sort of um uh quite quite limited and in in scope and at the same time it, it it doesn't show maturity in terms of a profession because professionals usually don't think so much about or um, basically don't care as much about how other people judge them based on what they do as much as they care about fixing what they intended to do in the first place and sort of set uh, what they set out to do in the first place which means that i as a designer care more about solving the problem right now than i care about how that problem got solved just because I'm not as in uh, sort of not as uh, focused on the on the delivery method of the of said design rather than on the end result, because uh, it's sort of my my personal belief that design should be functional, should be focused on the problem, and it should be focused on giving you a solution rather than just sort of giving you a solution in a different way uh and and basically the delivery should be the main differenti differentiating factor between other products and i think this is if you think about it this is sort of a larger discussion to be had whether or not products uh that have visual differentiators without um, without functional differentiators are better or worse and what what is the value that they bring for a, for a specific user because my my personal opinion is that if two products look the same uh, not look the same sort of uh, if, sorry if if two products look differently but they have the same functionality um, as long as the user experience is similar to each one of them i think 
none of them or or the, the one of the competing products cannot make a stronger argument against the other one and so forth just because the differentiating factor is not mm, sort of big enough to make uh, make a good case for itself by itself to be able to convince the person that is looking at the product dude i want to buy this stuff i don't think it's possible and i think it's not good enough this stuff has functioned at up to a point back when applications were still in an infancy stage back when the whole application marketplace was in an infancy stage and when development was still in its uh, initial phases but right now when, when we're talking about people who have already set some expectations from the applications they consume and use i think you can no longer have and, and justify just doing a great ui without innovating from other points of view as well like functionality um, um, of, um, um, something which makes your application stand out from from that perspective not the the visual side only the visual side is okay but it rather caters to the marketing side rather than the than on, to, to the user experience side obviously if, if the color choice is absolutely atrocious and the ui looks crap it's going to influence user experience by a large quantity and and that's not okay as i said obviously but on, on the other hand if if you have two applications which look really nice and have similar functionality how will i be able to determine which one is better for me as a user because i'll have to look at them from from, a, from an objective point of view pricing features uh, and and basically aesthetics of course but aesthetics is subjective i'm only talking about the objective factors which come into play whenever you're making a decision not the the, the subjective ones the subjective ones aren't as good to be an, uh, and and from my point of view shouldn't be part of a discussion whenever you're talking about to making a choice between two applications so if i as a designer would need to buy two applications i'm not going to look at the one who looks prettiest but i'm going to look at the one who is cheapest in comparison to what it delivers and i'm going to look and uh, think about if the features that one 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 offers are up to par with the other one and see if the prices match or are different and see what advantages and disadvantages they have like i would rather run run a SWOT analysis or, or some sort of comparison between the two in a, in a spreadsheet and see how they rank up to each other rather than do it based on the, on the interface alone. And I think this uh, assumption from a lot of designers that, that users are, right, uh, are, are still naive about how they perceive applications is, is basically not, not relevant anymore and they should basically think about the fact that users have evolved, they have bigger expectations because the competition looks rather differently right now. And it's rather ferocious if you think about how many developers are out there and how many studios are bringing about um, new applications and new products on a, daily, on a daily basis out there on the marketplace. Um, that, that, that's why I think uh, it's, it's really important for us as designers to think about the constraints and basically keep them in our mind at all times if possible. Um, think about uh, design as a way to use those, uh, those constraints and be creative with how you come up with a solution rather than being creative of how you, how you come up with a solution just from a UI perspective, just from a 
delivery perspective, just from a wrapping perspective of whatever it is that you need to do. Um, constraints are probably going to be the single most deciding factor of uh, how a designer is being sort of tallied against others because if you are able to work within constraints you are doing a good job as a designer if you're not able to work within constraints obviously if some of those constraints are reasonable because at some point um, you will run into people who have unreasonable unreasonable expectations of you or your designs and that needs to be addressed and and basically you need to assert yourself and say say this and this product is not going to be able to meet the specific deadline because i have other dependencies by while while working on several other projects or because my schedule is already super super loaded that's clear and and this sort of time management discussion is so huge to be it, it basically deserves its own episode just because i feel like a lot of people are struggling to to be able to keep a deadline and to manage several projects at the same time and I, to some extent i have the same issue but for me it's rather differently in the sense that i'm getting tired the, the the older i get i get more tired of having to deal with five or six or seven deadlines at the same time just because uh, it's it's sort of getting more and more difficult to keep track of each of them and keep the tally and at the same time there's this cognitive load there's this cognitive uh, cost associated with switching from context to context and i think a lot of people are are basically losing focus from from this whenever they are outputting uh, uh, requirements in terms of timelines and i think even some of the people who even some of the um, design managers uh, rarely think about the loads of their people just because I they they believe that it's it's basically a designer's uh, sort of responsibility to make up their timeline and decide how they want to work and and how their timeline is going to look and to some extent they are right but I think it's not always the case because you have to accept some some sort of responsibility for the load that you're putting on top of the people that you're working with. You can't expect me and other people to be able to always keep a focus on whatever the fuck it is that I'm delivering to you. At, at the same time, have have a super um, uh, good focus on, um, on, on the timeline too because that means having focus on two things at, at the same time and, and let's think about it like this if you have seven fucking projects that are working all in parallel and also think have to think about oh wait I have more stuff coming next week like dude where's your management being done like am, am I being the one who's managing the project or are you the one because it, by the looks of it it seems like I'm the one managing it not you so I should be getting paid as a manager, not you. You may you may disagree, you may agree. Uh, uh, I really don't care. It's, it's just my opinion with regards to this subject. And I think uh, basically management should be uh, get, uh, accepting their own responsibilities about what their own tasks are. Not, not sort of delegating absolutely everything on, on top of the seniors and the mid, mids and so on and so forth. Like that's not how this shit goes down not that's not how this shit should be working no um we should all accept our own responsibilities forever that we have to be doing and us as a senior and, and we seniors in general have to accept 
responsibility for the role of execution, but not necessarily for the role of management, because that's not necessarily stipulated into our contracts. Obviously, if you have a contract that stipulates that, that's a different, different discussion altogether. But in most cases, people don't expect seniors to be able to manage the projects themselves, except in, in special situations. And I think, um, or and, and one thing that I'm seeing more and more lately is the fact that seniors are sort of becoming the substitutes for management, but are ba basically paid the same as a normal person, not like, like a, like an execution role and uh, like like basically a mid execution role not necessarily like a like a senior execution role with I, which i think is rather shitty and i think it's something that needs to change in the future just because people's sort of expectations uh, with regards to what designers and and um, in general what execution roles have to accept onto themselves has become way 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 too generous and way too big for for its own shoes we, we we need to basically step down and scale down on the expectation lists and sort of match them with the payments that we are getting in terms of uh, compensation if you will okay guys uh that's about it for today's episode i really hope you liked it and uh, if you did please subscribe and uh, share with a friend maybe even like it i know if you liked it uh everything is appreciated and uh, even if you if you don't do those things i still appreciate you taking your time to listen to as much as even five minutes out of this this episode it's basically out of your own personal time and i appreciate you dedicating that to to watching this podcast and this episode rather than doing something else um it honors me and uh, i hope i brought you some insight and help you in some way with regards to this that being said i wish you have a great evening and see you in the next episode bye bye